Hey, special ed teachers. In today's episode, I will be sharing five steps to structure your small groups for elementary special ed teachers. But before we get into it, I want to go ahead and make a quick announcement. I now have three spots left for a free SPED teacher mentor call. This is a one-time opportunity to help test out and practice my SPED teacher mentor skills. So if you'd like to create impact and help students achieve IEP goals as a SPED teacher, go ahead and email me at steppingintospecialed at gmail.com. The link will also be in the show notes. All right, let's get to the show. Hey, special ed teachers. Welcome to Stepping Into Special Education. Are you confused with writing IEPs? Need a system to track data? Are you up late Googling strategies for behavior management? Do you wake up with huge goals only to feel that you're not doing enough? Hey, I'm Michelle. I too teach special ed in a low socioeconomic community. I too wanted more connection with my special needs families. I wanted help with IEP meetings and needed more training with behaviors. And I kept asking myself, am I even doing a good job? until I finally found the right strategies and support. In this podcast, you will find guidance with IEPs, behavior strategies, and SPED support so that you will know you've made an impact. So grab your iced coffee, clipboard, and your favorite pen. It is time to get things started. This topic is needed because structuring small groups is necessary to give access and accommodations to our students to work toward achieving their IEP goals and to also access the general ed curriculum. Many of our students get lost in a whole group setting due to their eligibility that may be impacting their academics. Small groups gives our students with special needs and all students actually It gives them the ability to learn the way they need to. A system of structuring my small groups have always been difficult for me to figure out. I've tried so many different types of groupings due to the different opinions, advice, and trainings that I would receive from other teachers, SPED teachers, and teacher mentors. I would feel so much pressure to fill my day with so much material that the students needed to learn. It would make me feel that I'm just not doing enough. And that's when I would burn myself out. Because in reality, it is impossible to get the biggest impact from my students. I would need to create structured small groups and a purposeful strategy to meet my students' needs. So here are the five steps to structure your small groups for elementary special ed teachers. All right. Step number one is assess. At the beginning of the year, assess the core subjects of reading, writing, and math. I use the following assessments. I use the San Diego Quick, which is a quick indicator that will tell you what level your student is reading at, what independent level, instructional, as well as frustration level. Also, depending on where they're at with the SE Quick quiz, I would also go ahead and give them a reading fluency passage. Also, you could give them a sight word list. Also, there is a core phonics assessments or any type of assessments that will measure where their phonics level is at. And then with math, a math diagnostic test for math calculation. I usually give these tests about three times a year. 
And also when I have the student's IEP coming up. Step number two to structure your small group is to analyze different data. It can be informal data, formal, district data, in-class or state tests. Analyzing all your current data means including everything that you just did, but also whatever is the most current and up-to-date. Some school district uses the MAP testing or iReady to test reading, language, and math. At the beginning of the school year, this will give us teachers a baseline of where your students are currently performing. I know some of you may have the same students from last year, so don't be down on yourself if you see a drop in their scores. Without extended school year or no instruction and repetition during the summertime, it's natural for all kids to regress. Just as long as you see a growth starting from that beginning baseline point and moving into the school year. So be sure to analyze all the data. Step number three to structure your small group is group your students according to ability and or grade level groups. After analyzing all the data, it is time to separate your students into groups. I have tried both groupings according to their ability levels and grade levels. It is difficult to only do grade level because you're not teaching goals or you're not teaching at their level. On the flip side of things, if you group them by only ability, when do they get exposed to grade level curriculum? I do not want to advise you on one way or the other, but check with your program specialist for what is expected in your district. Right now, you can start with grade level groups, and then you can actually separate them by ability within those groups. But then later on, if you need to, you can move students accordingly, depending on their ability level. Or you can start with the ability level then expose the students to grade level material during their independent time. This is where they can go ahead and listen to the story on the computer. Or you can set up your groups with two days grade level exposure, then three days ability level lessons. This episode is concentrating on the structure of your small groups. Within the next few episodes, I will go into specifically lesson planning for your small groups please know that these are just suggestions and whatever makes the most sense for you and your class, you can make that determination. Or you can just go ahead and grab a SPED teacher mentor call with me so we can hash that out. You can click on the link in the show notes to contact me and I will hook you up with a time to do so. Step number four to structure your small groups is to set up your groups using the color code system and group rotations. After assessing, after analyzing all the assessments, after grouping your students according to ability level or grade level, it is time to use a color coding system to set up your groups. I use the color code system to separate each group. I have one set of colors for ELA, then a different set of colors for math to make sure there are no confusion. I have a picture of what this looks like in my classroom when I taught SDC or the special day class. It's not a great picture and I do need to black out the students' names for privacy. But if you'd like to see an example, it will be in my free private Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. I will break down my color code system of how I set up my group rotations in another episode. 
But to quickly get you started, for this example, I'll concentrate on grade level. So first, since you separated your students into three different groups in the last step for each subject, you will now place your students into a colored group. For instance, third grade is blue, fourth grade pink, fifth is brown. Second, you're going to go ahead and set up your three group rotations. These three group rotations will typically be, number one, the teacher, two, your special ed aide, then three, an independent station. Before beginning your small group rotations, you would start with a whole group lesson for about five to 10 minutes teaching a certain skill. Then you're going to begin your small groups. For example, the blue group would start with a teacher, pink group with your aide, then brown would be in the independent station. After about 15 to 20 minutes of being in that first group rotation, each group would rotate into the next group. And then this rotation will continue until all groups have been in each rotation or scene. I will be breaking this down further in the next episode. Step number five to structure your small group is practice small group transitions. After getting your groups established, it is time to practice your small group transitions with the rotations that you put in place. The students need practice with how to transition to each group. I would set up a timer on my phone for each group, about 20 minutes, but in this case, just a minute to practice. Have the students sit in their first group rotation, and when they hear that timer, with the instruction of their teacher or aide first, they are to put their materials away, stand up, push their chair in, then line up to be ready to move to the next group. When I taught my mild, moderate autism class, we put painter's tape on the carpet with where the students are to line up. Then I would play transition music, whatever was popular at that time. You know, we don't talk about Bruno or something like that. And the groups would go ahead and rotate and sit in their next rotation. We would practice this the entire subject block. It is so important to get this routine and procedure down in order to make it flow better throughout the year. All right, now I have a bonus tip for you. Bonus tip to structure your small group is be open to change, okay? Be open to change. We need to be flexible and be open to change and be ready to adjust groups when we need to. Sometimes we have a new student that comes in, or maybe a student doesn't quite fit in a certain group. They may be too high or low in ability level. Also, you may have one more aide. This would be a great situation where you can have that aide supervise the students at the independent station, or you can create a whole new station that connects with a lesson for that day. Also, SPED teachers, sometimes we may experience some behaviors that may occur during small group rotations, right? Do not, I repeat, do not get upset that you didn't get rotations done before that recess bell rang. Tomorrow is a new day and all you need to do is just go ahead and pick up where you left off. This was a ton of info today, but I'm hoping this will help with getting your small group structured and set up for the school year. So to recap, five steps to structure your small groups for elementary special ed teachers are, number one, assess your students. 
Number two, analyze different data. Number three, group your students by ability and or grade level. Number four, set up your color system group rotations. Number five, practice group transitions. And for the bonus tip, be open to change. All right. All right. Be sure to check out that picture of my small group rotations in my free private Facebook group that you can join at www.facebook.com backslash groups backslash stepping into special ed, or the link will be in the show notes. Also, remember, I have those three spots left for a free SPED teacher mentor call. This is a one-time opportunity to help test out and practice my SPED teacher mentor skills. So if you'd like to create impact and help students achieve their IEP goals as a SPED teacher, go ahead and email me at steppingintospecialed at gmail.com. The link will also be in the show notes. All right, my friends, take care and have a great week. Hey, before you leave, if you felt this show taught you something and got you one step closer to where you want to be, please leave me a quick review and follow this podcast. It is the best thing you can do to keep the show going. Also, be sure to join my free Facebook group. You'll be able to connect with me and get support from fellow educators just like you. Remember that you do make a difference and that there's always that one student that can't wait to see you every single day. Till next time, my friend, take care.